Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far Podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Far in this equation. And I'm John, about 10 miles away. All right, today we're going to discuss Epcot. And specifically, we're going to talk about is Epcot, we're, we're basically asking the question, is Epcot a full day park now for families or is it a half day park for families it seems like the evolution of epcot uh in recent years has turned more into a festival and drinking park really and uh we're going to get into that in our discussion but first john how did your week in the parks go it went well um i actually uh i have four different parks to discuss and one resort um on it was on Tuesday. I took a half a day off of work and I got a free ticket to go to Volcano Bay because my daughter is a, a team member there. So I, we went to Volcano Bay on Tuesday afternoon and it was very crowded, but very nice though. We always enjoy Volcano Bay. You know, we rode the water coaster and did the Fearless River and all that stuff. So Volcano Bay is always a great water park. It's the only water park I've visited in probably two or three years now because it's it's just very nice. And that Tapu Tapu thing, I usually go and it's less crowded, but that works so well too. You scan a little uh, wristband they give you at the, at the ride you want to go on. It gives you the time to come back and, and there's virtually no wait when you come back. And so no more standing in giant lines while getting a sunburn and drying up waiting for a water ride. Like, And there's a lot of cool things like the Lazy River and the Fearless R- River. Are, you could go in there and your your Tapu Tapu will tell you when it's time to come back. So hmm. really nice. Like, So is that for everyone or is that just a specific? Do you no, pay that's extra everybody. for that? That's so everybody. it's like a virtual queue almost except built into your into your uh, yep. wristband, right? Yeah, yeah, they do it and everybody gets one that goes. And the cool thing is, too, uh, if there's not a line on there, the sign will say come right in like you don't need to scan. So you could do that, too. You could scan like the water coaster because it's a long wait. Then go to another slide that has no weight and go right on it or like i said the the fear the the rivers and stuff are never and the wave pool is nice too so to go to so there's a lot to do when you're not waiting so and they have mobile ordering for all the food places now too which is kind of nice so it's a Hmm. they're they're doing a great job you can tell it's a new water park and their ideas uh, are working well. And I mention it because the last time I was there, it was so empty because it was only a high of 70 degrees that day and only crazy people are at the water park. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't have to wait for anything. So I basically didn't use my Tapu Tapu wristband. But this past time I did. Like when I got there, I think it was a two hour wait for the uh, for the uh, water coaster they have. And they call it a coaster because it literally goes up hills and down. It kind of jumps you a little. And it's like a, it's quite the exciting uh, water ride. So I, I tapped that when I first got there and it said 120 minutes. And I was like, you know, but it didn't matter. I was going to eat. I was going to 
and you know do other stuff uh, we went with our old neighbors and they have a young daughter so we went to the kids play area and stuff so it's like the waiting really doesn't seem like waiting so mm, yeah volcano fun. bay awesome water park and then um we were very hot at least i was very hungry when we left so i went and got a quick lunch at or i guess it's dinner at that point it was almost five o'clock at the uh, bread box in city walk and i really like their stuff i got a barbecue brisket melt i think it was so good like it really was just great and it, and it, it was like ten dollars but it, really good food though i really did enjoy that and then of course my uh my my daughter's boyfriend said oh velocicoaster only has a 45 minute wait and they have single rider lines open now so you don't have to wait that even that long and i was like i was like well i'm going there so (laughs) you know we we had a couple of different cars with us because we came at different times so anyway we all decided to go there well the line was a lot longer than expected and the single rider line was closed i guess they only let so many people in it because they don't want you waiting there longer than you would in the normal line so when we got there the single rider line was closed so that idea was out there and then i was like well i'm already here i think it says like 60 minutes now so we got in line and uh you know my daughter has had to work early the next day and she's at the parks constantly and she's like yeah i think i'm just gonna head out because i need to you know, get up er, er, early and stuff. So her and her boyfriend went to leave. And then my wife kind of had the same thought as she was waiting there for a long time. And I was like, all right. So I waited there by myself through the whole line. Like I stayed and I am glad that I did because all, all of a sudden I was a single rider line in the normal line. But what can you do? And of course, they reopened the single rider line like 10 minutes after we got in line. My mm-hmm. my daughter sent a picture saying, oh, look, they reopened the line after we already got in the full line. But mm-hmm. so that's the bad part. But the the good part is I got all the way to the front. I was the next person and I saw row eight had nobody in it. So I assumed they're going to tell me row eight. Well, the team member was distracted talking to his friend who was in a, in the line. And, you know, he turned around and instead of telling me to go to row eight, I guess maybe it was too late. He said, row one. Oh, and man. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I got row one and one and, 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 and another guy from single rider got row one. And I was like, you know, I wasn't going to ask for it. I, I was just, you know, I, I, I asked yeah. for it the last time and they told me six or 11. I was going to say, right, did you, did you say, wait a minute, I'm C, I'm the guy you know, behind CWDW. I you said absolutely nothing. I just, <laughs> I stood there wait, waiting to be told eight and I was told one. That ride is so much different in the front row. My goodness. It is unbelievably different and it's great anywhere, but that front, man. It's it's you really see the dinosaurs and stuff like as you're like going down the hill, you know, when you're not not in the front, you you can see them flash by when you're going down the hill. You can see like, you know, a bunch of raptor sculptures looking up at you and you're going right at them and, you know, round corners. And it's just so much better in the front. But again, I, I won't ask ask for the front every time. Just like with Hagrid's, I never asked for the front on Hagrid's. I was lucky enough to get it, you know, three or four times over the past like year or so. But 
I just think uh, I was quite happy. Of course, I didn't have any way to record it, no glasses yet or anything, but I thought that was awesome. And so after that, I was quite pleased and it was worth the wait. And then I went to, uh, I decided to go on the Cat in the Hat before I left just because it's kind of like the E.T., on the universal side for me it's a ride that's going to be a walk on and i just enjoy it so i wanted to go on a a a slow moving dark ride as the antidote to one of the fastest rides in the park so Mm -hmm. so anyway i did that and that was my tuesday so that worked out well and then what day was it trying to oh yeah so anyway i went backwards i'm sorry that's Tuesday. On Sunday, I was at, uh, we went to Animal Kingdom. Jeez, man, I go to the park so much that I have it. And I actually went to five parks this week. <laughs> Holy crap. Man, it's a so rough you, life. You did but... say you were going to take her, uh, take your wife for Mother's Day. And that yep, was Mother's yep, Day, and right? And that's what so... I forgot. Sunday was Mother's Day. So we went to Animal Kingdom in the morning. And I tried uh, some of the new food they have at the Harambe Market. They have a rice with uh, a chicken and rice dish that's more similar to to what they have at the Satui Canteen. Satui Canteen is still better, but it wasn't bad, though. I really did enjoy it. It was a non-burger and chicken nugget meal at Disney. You know, it's great to have some rice and chicken, and Mm. it, it, it was good. And then, uh, what else did we do? We went on a Bug's Life. And besides that, we went to the Tree of Life uh, walking path to look at the sculptures. We had a Starbucks coffee. You know, nothing too intense. Then we went home for a little while. And then we went to the Riviera Resort for dinner. We had reservations. And I keep, uh, people are telling me it's Topolinis, not Topolinos, but... I could have sworn Topolino is what they called Mickey Mouse in Italy, mm-hmm. and but I don't know. So I went to Topolino's Terrace or Topolini's Terrace, however we're supposed to say it. And, you know, we had dinner. My wife had the filet mignon, but she let me have a piece. It was so good. She had that and roasted carrots. And, you know, she has food allergies, so she's limited to what she can get and stuff. But it was cooked so perfectly and just delicious and for 54 dollars and how small everything was you know it's one of those it's truly a a fancy dinner the kind that you are not full when you're done yeah (laughs) they just give you a little bit and i got the rigatoni because oddly enough i saw it come up on lou mangella's story the day before and he said it's the best rigatoni he's ever had and i was like all right, I, I think I need to try that. Well, mine wasn't as good as his. It was still good, though. Like, I really did enjoy it. But it's supposed to be rigatoni, broccoli, uh, mushrooms, and chicken. I was hard-pressed to find any chicken in mine. And when I saw the picture from Lou, Lou Mangello, I saw big pieces of chicken. And I was like, wow, that's great. You know, get some chicken, some pasta. You know, the broccoli I love. I don't really like the mushrooms, but, you know, it probably provides some type of flavor. So I didn't tell them not to put mushrooms on it. I just 
didn't specifically try to eat mushrooms, you know, like I, you know, I'm sure I ate some of them, but I didn't like take a, a fork full of mushrooms and just eat them. So anyway, I didn't really, I found a few little shreds of chicken in there and I'm like, well, I think, I don't know, maybe they said, oh, look, it's Lou Mangello. Bring out the chicken. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or maybe I just got the end of it, or I don't know what happened. It was still great, but I did wish it had more. And then we got for dessert some type of. Uh, uh, it had it had fruit and like some type of fruit mousse thing, and it was really good. Again, it was a, a it was a vegan option because my wife's allergic to eggs and milk. But yeah, that was really good too. But again, fourteen dollars for this teeny little dessert with a few pieces of fruit but yeah that was really nice then we went out on the terrace you know uh enjoyed the view for a little while and then what did we do after that i'm sure we went to oh we took the skyliner from there and we went to epcot that's what we did and we rode uh we rode uh the three cavalieros and sad to say the animatronics are all replaced by cardboard cutouts and it's been that way for a while now i heard i thought that would be very temporary but the animatronics maybe they uh, cut that from the budget and they're good with the cutouts but so yeah we did that and i don't know if we went on any other rides there it's so terrible i've been going to the park so much anymore that they all just blend together i don't even remember I don't think I went on any more rides after that. I think we just took the we just took the uh, uh, Disney Skyliner back to the resort. And honestly, I didn't like that. It wasn't even the end of the night yet. It was probably like eight thirty, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we should be able to do that." It was like a thirty-minute wait to get on hmm. the Skyliner, and I'm like, "The one thing I don't like at Disney parks is to rely on them for transportation. They disappoint me." almost every darn time and i just don't even and that's why i love the magic kingdom so much now because i can use my own two legs and walk to my car when i have to depend on disney there's always a reason for it but it never works properly you know there's it's either a maintenance issue an emergency this and that like i i just depending on them at the end of the night for travel is always been just i i just don't like it yeah anyway, i don't this... i don't think they do maintenance like they used to either john tell you the truth like they used to constantly almost every night uh do maintenance on things and check things out and i just think their maintenance budget and yeah. i've heard that for a couple of years that their maintenance budget's been severely reduced all i had to do was take a short trip from epcot to the riviera and do it at an off time and even that all of a sudden unknown big line they it probably was shut down for a little while for some reason or something it was just a huge line and i'm like uh, it was the biggest line i waited in all day honestly mm. was just that and it's the first time that i have been in a position that i am dependent on disney's transportation to get back to my car in probably a couple since the magic kingdom uh, uh walkway opened so I literally was like, yep, this is the first time I needed them to get back to my car. And here we are. Gigantic line. We don't know why, uh, whatever. So again, it's not a big deal. It just reminds me of why I like my own legs and my own car everywhere I can at Disney. I'm not, I just don't don't like to rely on them like yep, that. Yep, I understand that. 
So anyway, we got back and it was it was nice. And it was just uh, Thursday night. We went to the Magic Kingdom again in the evening. And yeah, sorry, I forgot about that one. So I think that's the fifth park we visited mm-hmm. this week. So we went to the Magic Kingdom in the evening and we decided to do something a little different. Like we go to the park so much that when we got there, I said, you know, what does the wait say for the uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? And I don't even like it that much, honestly. It's not my favorite ride or anything. And But it's one of those rides that I would not go on for huge periods of time because the fast passes would be sold out, you know, at the exactly at 60 days. And then the standby would clog it up even more. And it would be, do you want to wait 90 minutes to two hours to ride it? And the answer is no, I absolutely do not. And, uh, and so, you know, we didn't do it very often. So when we got there, I said, you know, let's, uh, let's give it, give it a shot. It said 40 minutes. I timed it and it took 20 minutes. And I, hmm. I, I asked for the front too. So we got a video of that. That's going to go up on our YouTube. I asked for the front row to make a nice video for that so we'll see how that 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 looks and from there i was going by it's a small world and i thought to myself there's another one that i have not been on in a long time it always looks like a very long line even though it's not because of the social distancing so we got in that line and uh, yeah about 10 minutes and we were on that and you know it was nice to go on small world again and you know we ha- we have that coming for a video too and then we walked over and went to uh big thunder mountain was practically a walk-on so we're like well we'll we'll just do that too it's like we don't do that one a lot either and splash mountain was the longest line in the park again i don't know Mm. why people really hate that ride and want to want it to change to princess and the frog but they sure do line up for it and it never ends you know what do i know whatever bob Chapek tells me is what I believe. Anyway, so anyway, that is, uh, you know, that 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 was fun. We we recorded that ride too. And then since we're so local and we go all the time, we were like, well, let's start walking back. It's only like it was probably like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and we had a whole hour. We could have done many more rides. We were like, yeah, let's start walking back. You know, got to work tomorrow and stuff. We don't need. And, and we're we're always back. So we went there, did a few rides we haven't done in a while and, you know, called it a night. We, we went to the Polynesian like we always do and got our uh, coconut tapioca pudding from there. I think it's pudding or whatever it is, coconut tapioca fruit dessert or whatever, whatever the heck it is. We got them and we headed out. But I wanted to say the one thing I do want to mention and... Uh, I was there, I was at Animal Kingdom last Sunday, and this is the part I forgot to mention that's actually important. Uh, The Lion King, that was the first day for the Lion King pre-opening, whatever, like the the test runs or whatever you want to call it. So we we were like, oh, cool, Let's, let's get in line for that. The line went all the way to Pandora. Hmm. And the cast members said it was that this was about 12 o'clock, and they said, "Well, you'll probably have to wait until the 1:30 show." So I thought I would not wait for the full Lion King show for an hour and a half, and so I was like, "Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not. No thanks." And then I I saw later 
the tumble monkeys are not a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they don't use the uh, the 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 high flying wire for the dance routine when the, where the two people dance. They so the only thing that that really would have moved me there would be I really still like the fire eating guy that spins the fire and the blades and all that. That's cool. They didn't cut that yet, but honestly, I loved Festival of the Lion King. But over the past 10 years, you could see an extremely high amount of uh, performers get slowly dwindled down. Like the stage used to be filled with the dancers, like at the finale, then in the circle, there were so many, you couldn't even pick them all out. Like you couldn't even recognize all the costumes. Over the years, as they pared it down, you could literally be like, oh yeah, there's, there's four dancers and then four still. It's like they, they, they reduced it greatly over time and even that i was always disappointed with i was like i still love the show i love the tumble monkeys i love the the high flying wire and the fire eater but for the most part it feels like a shell of itself to me and so when i saw that they cut two of my favorite parts for the at least temporarily i was glad i didn't wait and I say that as an opposition to all these people saying they watched it and they cried and they thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, nah, that's not me. I was already pretty disappointed. Just the fact they brought it back is nice, but I'm not that guy to be like, I'll take anything you give me, Disney. You can just have one guy stand up, come up and hum the Lion King and I'm going to stand and clap. It's like, nah. Not me. And again, I wouldn't wait an hour and a half for the full version. And I still won't. I've got the whole thing on video from the front row. I, I'll watch my own video. <laughs> I've already, right. it's good. So yeah. anyway, no offense to all you people who love it. But as I'll be the sole guy to say, I was there and I could have been amongst the first to see it and shed a tear. And I was like, I wouldn't wait for that. No. I do like it, though. I think it's one of the best shows there. But not pared down. I've seen enough of the down stuff. I would still see it, but I'll wait. Within a few weeks, I bet it'll be like a 10-minute wait. Just walk right up. And, or pretty much walk right in. Is how I was going to say, it'll be it. less than that. Okay. And and that's even with the social distance theater, probably. You know, uh, it's hard to tell what that's going to be like. I don't think it's going to attract crowds, that, that type of show at this point. That's what attracted the crowds was the fact that it was such a well, big, honestly, grandiose show. Honestly, the crowds this week, it was probably uh, 90% uh, social media people who want to post about how they shed their tears. <laughs> Honestly, it probably was. They all, they'd all wait for five hours just so they can post a picture and say how great, how, 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 how choked up they are about it. It's like, I'm not that guy. If you're looking for that for me, you'll never get it. Like I said, I'm honest about it. and I do like it. But I'm not that impressed, you know. The full show is is impressive. The pared down show is still great. The the whatever they they're calling it now, the piece of the Festival of the Lion King, <laughs> a taste of the Festival taste, of the yeah. Lion King. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's okay, but I wouldn't wait for that particular one for hours. No, no, I just wouldn't. Yeah. I so don't anyway, know. that's my jerk thing of i won't wait for them no there's nothing wrong with that because i would do this i'd feel the same way i mean honestly you know uh 
you're kind of getting a taste of this and a taste of that and we're kind yeah, I'll of take the whole thing and i yeah. and again i've seen the whole thing i don't even know how many times that's the other problem i live here i literally could have seen that on any given day just being like yeah i'm gonna watch it today and i don't so again maybe for people who only see it like once a year or twice a year maybe that's more but again, all those vloggers, they do still pretending to be so choked up about it. I don't, I, I, I don't find that genuine, honestly. But. I, I will say that if it's like that in a month when I'm there, I'm not going to watch that show. Like, I'm the only one in my family that really appreciates that show uh, for what it is. And everyone else is kind of like, eh, this is a waste of time. Let them eat the crowds and let's go ride some rides, you know? But yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of how my family looks at it. I, I'm one who's a little more emotional with stuff like that, although that, that show never made me shed a tear. But um, I, I really do like that show. I will say this. This is the only pl- uh, positive I can see in this thing. At least the performers got called back for that show. Now, I honestly love the performers there. Like, they do so good. And when I was up front, like, I couldn't, like, I feel like they even went out of their way. They were, like, dancing their hearts out. Like, they were so good. And again, that is awesome. But I just feel a little bad seeing them awkwardly spaced out. It's so many, so so much less of them and this and that. It's like, I'm like... I feel like it's in the wrong direction for me. I want to see them back. Then I'd be yeah. like, I might get emotional for that when I see them back. Not, here's a really pared down version where we're all awkwardly standing far away from each other. It's like, I've seen the other one enough that I'd be disappointed to see that happen. Yeah, I mean, it, the only, again, I'll say that at least it's a far cry from the fact that, you know, when they were trying to keep those people employed and had them take tickets or check tickets at the front of the gate you know what i mean and that was what they were retraining them for i remember you saying something about that so um when it comes right down to it you're absolutely right like i'm not gonna spend my time watching a taste of the lion king or whatever the heck they're calling it but uh I, i i'm glad that they're in there i'm glad that the show's back in some engagement uh Fortunately, with everything, as things progress, it seems week by week. So I'm not going to mention, you know, what happened this past week, because it seems like each week we get new um, dropping of restrictions and things like that. So I don't know. I, I Again, I'm about a month away from my trip down there. Maybe things will be yeah. better by then. You and, can uh, you can mention that, that, that we're, we're recording this the day after Universal dropped their outdoor mask mandate and then disney quickly did the same at at like nine or ten at night they quick did that too i don't think they wanted to be left out so yeah and honestly i'm not go i i I have no reservations this weekend i'm going to disney on monday which gives the people a chance to fight with each other until i get there hopefully that clears (laughs) up because i can honestly tell you that i I can't stand the people that that jump on everybody about masks, but just as annoying are the people who attack everyone wearing a mask about how dumb that it's like I just I I don't want to wear a mask myself, but I would never yell at people or say Disney can't do this. They're doing face like that term face diaper. I'm so sick of hearing that. I'm like, just stop. 
So yeah, I don't like any of you on either side. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to wear it, but I will gladly do whatever D- D- Disney wants me to do while I'm in their park because I know they would be sued by crazy people if yeah. I didn't. So I'm, and I'm and that's like, the thing; they don't want to do this. They just had yeah. an earnings car call where they lost millions and millions of dollars. What was it, six hundred million dollars or whatever crazy amount, or sixty yeah. or whatever it was, whatever crazy amount in the millions of dollars at the theme parks, and a lot of it has to do with this stuff and. Uh, you know, paring it down. They don't want to do this, but they do it because of liability and lawyers and all that stuff because we're so litigious out here and, you know, everywhere that, you know, they, they're worried about lawsuits. They're worried about their reputation and stuff like that. You know, I see it, you know, every we see it everywhere around us. So, you, you know, these businesses are just trying to protect their brand. Um, I... What I like is the fact that the cast members aren't going to have to jump on people again. I like that we're all going to be able to get back to, you know, some level of normalcy. The only thing I don't like is these rules. Dang, John, they're pretty unclear to me. Um, it's kind of confusing. Uh, you know, well, when, that's when, why do you have to wear, when do you not have to wear they it? They can figure I mean... that out over the next couple of days because uh, I might go to Universal tomorrow morning if I get up early maybe i'll go and just ride a couple of rides for fun but disney i'm gonna wait till monday afternoon to go and hopefully the people are done fighting with each other because you know the the people who love masks are going to be yelling at the people outside the people that hate masks are going to be not wearing it when they go into the store and fighting with it it's like i feel like there definitely could be problems on both sides and again I basically will just do what they want me to do because I like going to Disney and that's it. But and and again, my my side, if I had to pick one is I personally would not wear a mask unless I have to. But again, I'm not going to go yelling at people that do or yelling that I shouldn't or that I Disney's so dumb. And this it's like, nope, I, I don't care for it. But that's my own personal opinion. I, it's yeah. not. It's not political. It's not anything else. That's what they're starting to do too. If you wear a mask, your one policy, your your political side depends on your. I'm like, get out of here. Oh God, just getting left, it so bad. Left so bad. right uh, dynamic is so boring. I just uh, yeah. I don't that. want to wear a mask because I'm not afraid. That's yeah, exactly. That's the only reason. And gotcha. not afraid of what you say. Pretty much anything. There you go. I, I I'm I'm not. I, I, I've lived a good life, so when death comes knocking on my door, I'm not going to go, oh my, I'm, go- I'm not going to run the other direction. And not that COVID's even going to kill me, but that's the worst case. If you're not afraid of that, it's pretty much what's left for you, you know? Yep, I gotcha. Um, what's, uh, what's really something about this, though, is that they're kind of odd about the, you know, indoor-outdoor thing. Like, I'm I don't know. I, I'm kind of confused. So do you know, uh, like, let's say you're on Dumbo and you're going to ride Dumbo or the Magic Carpets, which is, you know, outdoors. Do you have to wear a mask on that? Yeah. What about the... Yeah. So all yeah. the rides... Okay, okay. So like even... Okay, I got it. So the rides, all the rides, you have to wear a mask. And then just if you're walking around... like Anytime you queue up, you got to wear a mask. And that oh, includes okay. walking into the park. So when you I get there that. in the morning... Just have your mask on as you approach the security and cube, and it's because people are lining up. So through, put your mask on, you go through security and the ticket booth, 
and take it off once you're through that. So they still want it for that because it's kind of a cue technically. And honestly, nobody social distances there. So it, it makes yeah. sense that they want that. Yeah, I, I get that. Okay. I find it so funny though that like I just did the, the a post for Cali River. I am not even for a mask. And I could swear I saw people putting up things about mask and the middle finger and just angry, nasty stuff. And I'm like, that's what made me want to bring that up. I'm not on their side either. I'm not a violently obnoxious jerk against masks. I just, I would prefer not to, but I still do, you know, like yeah. I, and, and I, and I don't condemn mm-hmm. you if you do wear one. I don't know why right. you need one. You may have a very good reason and it's none of my business what that is or isn't. So I, anyway. I, yeah, I'll say like for, as far as a, from a societal standpoint, what this did the other day is in uh, my place of employment here in Pennsylvania, um, the, the governor and everyone kind of followed suit with what the CDC said. And so we're if you're vaccinated and, you know, at my place of work where we always had to wear the mask all day long, um, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear it um, anymore. And so for, you know, places of employment and stuff, I think that's a, a pretty big deal, particularly in states that have that were like early lockdown states and states that have had the restrictions and stuff. So um, it, it for as far as my own business goes, it kind of makes us confused in, in our store as to what we should do or shouldn't do. You know, it's kind of like what what do the customers want us to do? You know, so it's almost like a customer driven. But uh well, I am happy things are going back to normal again. Yeah. But yeah. I just don't like the fact that it has to lead to people fighting, hacking yeah, each other all the way through. It's like, come on now. Like, I really, I, 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 it, it, everything should not be a fight. And just, and, and again, Disney's doing it because the CDC, which I think are idiots, but that's what we listen to. So yeah. they said it's good. So I, there's no other reason they're doing it. Just, you know, don't right. pick and choose. If 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 we decided, or if Disney decides they're following CDC guidelines, don't yell at them when they do it. You know, that's yeah. that's what they're doing. So, yeah. and they're they're still not completely, but they're still doing more than they need to. Yeah, and and I think as far as from a CDC standpoint, I think that study, that actual peer-reviewed study from MIT, is influencing a lot of their policy here to be honest with you because it was really I, the first peer-reviewed study you know i mean nah, i i don't i don't know what you're talking like only dr fauci knows i don't, <laughs> I don't read studies <laughs> yeah. he'll tell me what to think <laughs> that's what i do and it's actually wor- working out well for me now now they're starting to do stuff i like awesome <laughs> well i have no real like or dislike i like whatever they tell me <laughs> Uh, I thought you listened to Chapek, not uh, Fauci. I know. Well, yeah, whoever. That's <laughs> as long as they're my leaders, I listen to them. Whoever yeah. my leader is at the time. So speaking of uh, Chapek and leaders, um, why don't we get into our discussion here? And you know, we you mentioned about talking about this, and I think it's something that uh, you're pretty passionate about. You know, Epcot and Epcot is. 
I don't know. It's kind of whittled down the experiences over the past couple of years. There's really not uh, much going on, or at least it feels that way. Maybe not so much that way because the rides are still there for the most part. Right. But I mean, the space and the, the feel and atmosphere of Epcot is basically just turning uh, at times into a... Um, drunken like melee at times you know and I, I think that's how a lot of us feel there's not really I, I don't know it's just not as welcoming as it used to be let's put it that way and there's no mission for epcot anymore it's just it used to be a, a vision a mission and now it's just walls and drinking um well i was gonna say the idea from for for this particular episode came from me I, I i i was there sometime in the past week or so and i was just walking through and i saw a two young two young parents a mom and a dad um they each had a glass of wine in their hands and they had a kid in a stroller who i don't know how old, old he was you know old, old enough to talk and this and that we'll talk walk be upset probably five six and he was crying and yelling and the mom was explaining to him that that's just how this park is and i'm like that poor kid thought he was going to a theme park he ended up in deep in the world showcase while his parents are enjoying a drink and the atmosphere and you know i know kids do not really appreciate atmosphere they don't appreciate the architecture of all these countries and the different foods and wines and beers from around the world that you can try and i think it's an awesome thing but it made me think what is epcot like for a family with kids is it a place you want to be at for a whole day at this point or isn't it you know that's kind of where the thought came up and i just thought it'd be an interesting discussion to, to i agree that. and from my perspective okay just a couple things uh, number one, I was, I'm an original Epcot fan. I loved it when I was a kid, when it first was opened up and the sciencey kind of future, you know, um, hopeful future and, you know, the, uh, space and all that stuff, the oceans, everything, which obviously oceans wasn't at opening. It took a, a few years to, to open up the seas, but, um, also currently I have a large family with a lot of kids. And, you know, uh, in addition to that, I actually really enjoy the different beers and, you know, uh, adult offerings at Epcot currently. I, I also like the festivals. Um, uh, at this point, the only thing that, and, and this is the thing about this subject, number one, I don't think it, it's interesting you say is epcot currently a full day park for families i don't really think it is i, I think for adults you can make a full day out of it and by the end of the day you're going to be pretty sloshed up or you're going to be full of food and and so on and so forth but uh i don't know john i i don't really think that the amount of rides and attractions there for families well, I, I just and, don't think it's there and here's the thing too when you look at the rides they are very divided meaning a uh, test track has a pretty good height requirement on so not all little kids can go on that you I, I don't remember what it is but basically if you have a very small kid in your family they may not be able to ride te test track and as an adult i can tell you test track is getting old and rickety 
Like it really feels like it needs something and it's down a lot. It's one of the most unreliable rides I've ever seen. And so test track, you know, you can't really count that for much. And then mission space too, is like one of the most unpopular rides I've ever seen at Epcot. People just are not moved by it. They don't care for it. There's not a lot of nostalgia for it. And after they got rid of Gary Sinise, it got even less, you know, like it really stripped it down to it took away the nostalgia and brought it to uh, just based on the ride itself. Is it good? And the answer is no, not really. And again, the, the reason for that is, you know, when I went on it, when my daughter was younger, Gary Sinise would always be on it and everybody would always make fun of him and being like, yeah, look, uh, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, look, Lieutenant Dan. Or they'd be like, um, they'd say, look at his Botox and he looks like his face is like <laughs> stiff when he's talking. And, you know, it was fun though for the adults then too, because they could laugh with Gary, you know, look, Gary Sinise. It's like, and again, I love Gary Sinise, but removing him really killed the nostalgia for me and it made me judge the ride even more i'm like what wait a minute these are blurry little screens and they're not even not this does not really feel like real anymore or anything and i'm like so anyway think about the rides at epcot you have basically epcot is that uh east over there it doesn't even matter the the test track side it's got test track mission space a closed wonders of life pavilion and a forever unfinished guardians of the galaxy it's pretty much a dead spot for younger kids is, is what i'm getting at so if you have younger kids in your group your best bet is to go on uh, you know a spaceship earth is great it's been averaging like a 10 minute wait or so 10 20 uh the seas with nemo is about a zero minute wait you can walk right on that uh soren still fun uh, although with three theaters, there's not much of a wait for that either. Living with the land will make very young kids probably upset, but I would take them on anyway because it's a good ride. And then you have uh, imagination, journey into imagination. Yeah. And all this stuff, too, is around construction walls everywhere. So it's, just, it's a kind of an unpleasant environment, too. So anyway, that's five rides. And then you also have the two in World Showcase. So, you know. At today's weights, even with those rides, you can get on on in probably a few hours. You can have all those rides done. And again, there used to be a lot of cool stuff for kids there, like interventions and the kid cot stations. And I don't even think they're re really back yet, although I think they're bringing them back. But, yeah. you know, at this point in time, I would say Epcot is definitely a half day park if you have a lot of kids. It's a great place to go to dinner for adults. It's, again, it's still a good park for adults. The World Showcase is just spectacular. But if you're not old enough to appreciate, you know, the lighting in Italy and this and that, it's like, well, then you may not really care and just want to know why are you here? We're supposed to be at Disney World. <laughs> As a little kid, you're probably told you're going to go on rides everywhere. It's going to be Disney World. And they're probably thinking of like the Magic Kingdom. And all of a sudden, they're in deep in the France Pavilion and there's not really any rides. And their mom and dad are 
you know, sipping wine and having fun. And you're like, this isn't what you told me. Well, uh, I can tell you back when the park first opened, there were, there were some rides that weren't open on day on launch. And it was kind of in a way like that. And there was no alcohol in the park back then at all, if I remember correctly. So uh, it was at that point, really boring for the adults you know and most kids but i was i was always into uh, sci-fi and stuff when i was a kid so i sort of liked it yeah. uh you know um it, I, it, for a lot of kids without mickey being there back at that point in time and there weren't characters in the parks then so you know without the characters being in the parks at that point a lot of kids weren't really heavily engaged with epcot so well i honestly think too with the loss of Communicore slash intervention yeah, that, that does a lot too because that yeah. really helped if you actually went in there especially with little kids you get yeah. out of the heat in the summer you can see interactive exhibits they get mm-hmm. to do hands-on stuff uh, yeah uh, uh I, as an adult, I got to ride a Segway. Um, we would play money, money learning games, garbage games, uh, fire games, color games, make your own roller coaster. There was a lot of stuff to do that you could really cool down a while. And it was a really pleasant enclosed space where kids could run around. They had video games set up all on the back mm-hmm. wall. It was like, I know, I know it wasn't the most popular thing, but for those that have young kids, it was a great place the mom and dad could sit down and like the yeah. kids are running it was just a really good spot you know yeah it's almost like a kids a mini kids science museum in there or yeah. something you know that's pretty popular or it has been for about 15 years and they had that there and they were way before their time on that stuff and and they even leveraged their uh, partners you know in there because a lot of them like the paint thing was sponsored by glidden i think and yeah you know there was a lot of sponsorship stuff going on in there which was really cool and i can tell you that that sponsorship stuff works when i yeah. see products that remind yeah. me of epcot i i certainly would buy them I would, ooh, sure yeah. me too epcot. yeah but i i think you know from the standpoint of the current shape of the parks it just doesn't seem like there's a cohesive vision in the park anymore and i think that really hurts it yeah. the views aren't there anymore the you know I, there were a lot of things that were you know kind of yeah. a saving grace for yeah, epcot picture, and they're gone. picture the middle of epcot right in the heart you had you had the big triangular tent thing over the middle of it. You had the uh, Fountain of Nations for be playing music and shooting up water. They had the Starbucks right there, which was the perfect location. People are always getting drinks and enjoying that terrace there. Uh, they, they had major stores and stuff like that. To me, uh, there was just something really pleasant about that. You know, yeah. just such yeah. a great area. And, and again, the maybe the area is going, going to be better, but right now it's not. Maybe yeah, soon. Yeah, I hope it is. But I'll tell you what, that fountain, the thing, and people probably don't think that fountain's a big deal. But you know what? That fountain created excitement. You could hear that music and see that water spitting. And it just was like, you know, as you drew closer to that area, it just really uh, uh, did something, uh, you know? To, for, for me, when I was right there, it for me, it was like the center of the park. It was like, which direction am I going to go? Yeah, am exactly. I gonna go to, am point. I going to go to Future World West, East? Am I going to, um, am I going to the World Showcase? Am I, where am I going? It's like this is where all the decisions are made. The heart of the park. 
this is where you'd meet people if you're going to meet them there. This is where you make yeah. your decisions and enjoy the atmosphere. And I don't know. It may, I mean, maybe it was just me, but I, I thought that was a really nice place to uh, just a nice place. And again, right now it's not theirs. Yeah, maybe the, the new one will be better. I am 100% sure my opinions will change of Epcot when it's done. I yeah. still may not like what they do, but you know, construction walls are going to be anything's better than that. So, yeah. Well, so maybe, you know, having the little Moana splash pad, maybe that'll give kids some more reason to go oh. there, you know, if they're even doing it at this point. I, but, I just saw more Moana stuff going on at the, uh, like the theme, the cruise ships are now themed. The Mo- I'm like, they're really won't stop with this Moana stuff. They they took that for whatever reason and they're like we're just gonna mow onto the crap out of everything and why exactly I don't know like it's good That's, movie cute yeah. songs and all I like it but they're going further than most it's like they didn't they didn't they didn't even even Frozen didn't have the legs that that this thing is with being slapped in places you know it's like Epcot yeah. Moana um, uh, Polynesian Resort Moana. Uh, cruise ship moana it's like you got anything else disney or are we just going to keep moaning everything you know i mean I it, it, yeah. it, it fits the polynesian but all the other stuff i'm like oh, moana again <laughs> it must it, it must have got a good reaction once and they're like look people like moana shove it down their throat you know uh, keep i don't know it's like all right what what i will say though is that currently if you're a family and you walk into the park and you're thinking about what your kids will enjoy. Like, Spaceship Earth is great, right? We would all agree with that. But kids don't understand what's going on in Spaceship Earth. No. You know, it's just a ride. And, you know, for them, it's it's just got that old Epcot weird feel, you know. And I, I love that. I really do. Um, and, and it'll create nostalgia for my kids. And I think it's something they'll remember, you know, uh, as opposed to, like, journey into imagination which is completely like kids and kid friendly and all that stuff but i sort of think that kids are going to remember when they get older that weird kind of iconic feel that is spaceship earth more than say journey into imagination i say that because i'm going to be completely honest here in my feelings and my and remembering i remember the old journey into imagination i remember loving it I remember uh, a lot of things like how I felt about it. It was definitely a kid's ride. And I got to tell you, I barely remember anything on, that went on in that ride. But Spaceship Earth, I remember that thing almost scene for scene. And, mm. you know, like even uh, Horizons, I remember that thing scene for scene just because it was weird. It was sci-fi. It was futuristic, you know. Journey to Imagination, even with the Dreamfinder and, and all that stuff. I, I miss that stuff. I miss the emotions and the feelings it provoked. But I really don't remember much about that ride from when I was a kid. So um, I, I just feel like the more strange a ride is to people, the more different it is from anything else, the more you're going to remember. And that's why I have fond feelings about, you know, the land 
um, fond feelings about Horizons, fond feelings about um, Maelstrom, and yeah. and these right, you know, because all I they think were about so is 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 a, an eye looking yes. at you, glowing right. at you, and I'm like, that is so weird. And then polar bears over top of you. That, yeah. That's my thoughts ever since I went on that. I'm like a weird eye saying, "You are not the first. That's yes, just weird. Yeah, it was great, all all that stuff. And, you know, I remember that stuff almost scene for scene. As far as, like, the Frozen replacement, I like it. You know, it's fun. Um, I enjoy it. I, I like the fact that... But if they closed that my, it down today, you'd be like, well, I wouldn't cry. watch the movie if I wanted, if I really wanted uh, Frozen. That's right, I, I wouldn't cry about it. I mean, I love Josh Gad. I, I like the story. I like the attraction, you know, and stuff. But if they close it down and said, yeah, we're going to bring back uh, a Norwegian themed like ride, I'd be like, yes, <laughs> I would be like, because I know if the Norwegians are involved and in it, it's going to have that strange sort of Nordic feel to it and, and I'll love it. But I, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I think about these things and I think about families and the type of attractions there. And again, I just don't think that there is enough there. I think that they've blown an opportunity over the years to add rides about the countries to the countries and they don't even have to be huge. I mean, they could be something similar to the boat ride in Mexico, you know? Uh, I mean, that's all you really need. If you look at the old concept art for what was going to happen with the uh, Russian pavilion, oh my goodness, that thing was going to be amazing. Yeah, the, you know? the, the, the roller coaster in Mount Fuji in Japan. Oh, yeah. The Rhine ri River in Germany, they were going to do some spectacular stuff. I, I think those rides... Adding just a few of those rides might have taken Epcot almost to a multi-day park, which is what it probably needed to be all along. So, Well, I can say uh, it used to be a full-day park, and I'm sure it will be again. Like, once Ratatouille is up, that, that's a big help in the back. Yeah. Um, once Guardians of the Galaxy is up, I don't know about height restrictions and stuff, but it'll definitely be a fun ride. If they actually open the play pavilion, that would be huge for kids. That would that would that 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 would take up that missing indoor play area that is yeah. so desperately needed. But I'm afraid that you know they decided to rip down the the the, the escape from kids from the heat and sun, and they said, well, don't. Then we're going to do the play pavilion. They can go there, and then they go, wait a minute, cut the budget. Now they get nothing, and I'm like, oh, I wish they would have just kept something, yeah. you know. That play pavilion, I think, would have been, I, I think that was a good idea. Out of everything, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, that play pavilion was one of my favorite things that they were going to add in. I was so. just happy that we could go into the Wonders of Life pavilion. When I first moved here, they, they made that the festival center, and I just loved going in there. You know, I really did. It was so cool just to be in that pavilion, you know, they, they just to be in there. I loved it. And again, you know, I was like, well, they're actually going to use it. That's good. But again, how's that coming along? Yeah. I think they canceled the budget and they're like, well, we need the money to, uh, you know, we're offending headhunters on Jungle Cruise. So for the yeah. headhunting communities that offended, we got to change that immediately. But cancel the entire play pavilion. You know, it's like, all right, guys, I don't think you're. Uh... Oh, another thing I saw they did. 
they took out one of the big gears in the sidewalk in Tomorrowland as you're walking near Stitch, and they replaced it with flat concrete. I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's something you needed to do right now, huh, Disney? These people are idiots in charge. I don't care what anybody says. You can never be like, well, the budget. The bu-. It's like, yes, there is a guy with a pencil that can change any budget they want, so I don't even care about that. But they literally are spending money on that. It's like, this uh, gear in the sidewalk, it would look much better being plain cement. It's like, would it now? <laughs> would it? Because uh, I beg to differ. Any design would be uh, better. But anyway, I couldn't yeah. believe. See- I could believe seeing that. I was like, "There's Disney." Oh, and they said they're gonna, they're gonna refurb the uh, the uh, Polynesian bungalows. I'm like, they were just built like three years ago. <laughs> like what are you doing like that's that's there's there's rooms falling apart and and you you oh let's change the brand new ones i i almost wonder if that doesn't have to do do you think that has to do uh more with you know the fact that those places are so expensive and they're not getting a lot of people to stay in them or i don't know i don't don't understand putting more money into them is gonna help but i don't know Maybe they need to put like golden bathtubs in or something to attract the right crowd. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, John, do you have anything else on this Epcot thing? Well, basically, uh, like I said, for an adult, you could definitely spend a whole day at Epcot. If you have little kids, you may you may be temporarily disappointed, but I, I think they will fix it eventually, but they definitely need more fun distractions for kids and which hopefully will be back soon but right now i i wouldn't plan to spend an entire day with younger kids at least at epcot once your kids are like 14 and they get a fake id then they can drink with you around the world so <laughs> at that point you should be yeah until I would then i wouldn't until uh, they're old enough to get a fake id <laughs> for the whole day <laughs> Yeah, I all I'll say is that I know in our trip coming up, we're not going to be spending all day at Epcot. So I, I just don't think that, you know, there's enough to do for the whole family there. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff, like even even the like like mission space and test track, for me, they're not as rewritable. You know, like you can ride them a few times, but they're not the kind where you can ride it a hundred times. They're not like the Haunted Mansion and Pirates where just pay attention and you'll see stuff you never saw before. They're not like that. So no. for me, they don't have the rewrite ability. So you're, you're absolutely right about that. I, I think that has a, definitely um, a lot to do with it. I, I think the, um, uh, the soaring around the world and soaring over California has a little bit of that though, in the sense of smell, you know, yeah. It, it, the smell part of it is a big deal there. And I also think living with the land, um, because they're constantly growing different things and you're always kind of looking for what's Mickey shaped, you know, or something like that. And, oh, you yeah, know, that you can ride. Yeah. So I, I think there's certain aspects of those rides, but the rest of them, it's the same thing over and over again. You're not going to see any, like, on, for example, a mission space, it's not going to be a different film every time, unless you rotate between orange and green, you know, but yeah. And I honestly have seen that one so many times. I feel so feel like I know it so well. Yeah. That's the thing. You think they can get a little more creative there. Like they did on uh, uh, star tours, you know, where they could um, put a different, uh, 
video in or something, you know. But I definitely but, like Soarin' Over California better, and the reason is it was less C- CGI and more real footage. And when yeah. you have real footage, there's real stuff going on, like yeah. like with the skiers and stuff. Depending on which part of the film you're lo- looking at, you can see different people doing different stuff, and it's like. With the new one, it's all CGI'd, so those elephants in the middle that are fake, they're the only ones you're going to see. There's no yeah. need to look anywhere else. Yeah, I agree with that. Plus, you're waiting for that elephant to put its tusk up and put dust on the screen or dirt on the screen or whatever yeah, it yeah. does. and So you're expecting that. So the repeatability of that is is a little bit of an issue, I think. It's still that. good, though. It's yeah, more, it is. It's better than Mission Space as far as repeat. Yeah, and Test Track, they've tried over the years to gamify the uh, yeah. the whole thing and, and tried to uh, add different elements every, into the ride. But Every time I ride it, though, I feel very disappointed. Like I yeah, said, it feels rickety. Too. It feels like it's going to break, and it's just... It's not terrible, but I feel like if I did that once per vacation, that's more than enough. It's like that's not one I would get in a line to do again, you know? Yeah. There's there's a weird bump on the track now, too, somewhere where it kind of, you know, feels unsafe in a way. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to stop me from getting on it, but uh, I've seen other people, like in some of these creators' videos, they go over it and they're shocked by it, you know? So I'm not the only one that has noticed it, apparently. But um, with that said, it's an okay ride. Um, again, I, I think as far as nostalgia and all the things that wrapped up into it, you can't beat Spaceship Earth. Um, I, I think they could have done a little bit more with that Nemo ride. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. there's there's you know there's a reason why those weights aren't real long. But uh, it is nice though. It's yeah, not, it is. It's, it's pleasant. It's it's one of the better dark rides there so i don't mind it kids like it yeah 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 that's it's not that bad okay so yeah i i'd say half day park unless you're an adult walking around drinking and eating um really to be honest with you that's that's probably how i feel about it too i think at this point anyhow and i do agree add to play pavilion in add guardians of the galaxy add the whatever they're doing with the moana thing um, yeah, the ratatouille. That's the when ratatouille. all that's up. It will be a full it's day going park, to be a full much day more park. fun for kids too. I so. think so. So I hope let, let's cross our fingers and hope they put that play pavilion in. I don't think there's any hope that the Mary Poppins thing's going to ever happen. Um, I do think the uh, the play pavilion. I do think the um, it'll eventually happen. I think, but uh, let's let's keep our fingers crossed now. And by the way, when I went. Last year, uh, in September, I had a great time at Epcot. It was one of our better days just because it was my wife and I. And so if you're a couple and you don't have kids with you or you don't have kids, you probably are going to have a good time at Epcot. It's, this is about families, though, with kids and things like that. It's got to be a half-day park, I'd say. So kids are going to want to go back to the resort and get in the pool. And uh, Well, yeah, and speaking of kids, too, the other thing is... Uh, very little stroller age kids and not as much now but before all these construction walls they really did like the openness of epcot like it was a place you could walk but again now it's really hit and miss there's bottlenecks everywhere and it's just not it isn't like that right now but that's the other thing if they bring back the open space where kids can not be as confined it'll be better yeah i agree with that Okay, John, where can they find you on social media and online? 
You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram and Facebook, c.uo on Instagram, c.wdw on uh, YouTube. All right. And before we go, I did forget, and I apologize. Do you have anything for social media? I I will add that uh, you are now partnered with YouTube on the YouTubes, and you've made that thousand subscriber mark so you can monetize and do live feeds in the parks and things like that so you know that's uh that's that's what happened this week yep and uh yeah as far as my stuff goes uh um my instagram did pretty well this week it's it's still not growing in huge leaps and bounds but uh, I'll, I'll I'll just give you this little thing. When I look on my dashboard for what what happened in the last seven days, it says you reached forty seven point nine percent more accounts in the last seven days compared with May first through May seventh. So my reach went up fifty percent in a week. It's not because I did anything different. It's uh, I think the algorithms are just adjusting a little bit more. Like that, I that it usually gets bad and then slowly goes up again, because yeah. I'm starting to get a more consistent, consistently, uh, you know, larger numbers. Like almost everything's over a thousand, if not more. And like my newest Cali River Rapids up to uh, twenty four hundred likes and reached thirty eight thousand people and. You know, it's a good, uh, and that's not even 24 hours yet. So, you know, I feel like I'm getting back to my followers are seeing my stuff again. It took a while, but it's going back. So I don't have as many complaints. Overall, good. Good, good. And I know um, on YouTube, you had pointed out the Cali River video and that, or I mean, on uh, on your Instagram, you pointed that out that we had that full ride video up on YouTube and it really uh, shot up the engagement on that video. So there's a lot of cross-pollination there for that video and it seems to be pretty popular amongst the YouTube followers now, so... All right. What else do you have, John? Uh, did you anything else really perform well? Didn't perform up to expectations, or? Well, yeah, everything went pretty well. I mean, I did some censoring of my Splash Mountain post. People started making wild accusations, and I thought to myself, "What would Mark Zuckerberg do?" So I made them. <laughs> I made the people disappear, and then I deleted their comments. It was really <laughs> wacky comments, honestly, and. It did not fit the post at all. Like, it was just really out there. And also, I checked to make sure that these people did not follow me. They were just there to cause trouble. So if you follow me and you want to say something crazy, I would just talk to you about it. But I won't allow people to come in and hijack a thread with wild accusations. So I just... Again, I thought, how how would Mark Zuckerberg handle it? And and I don't think they were... They weren't throwing accusations at you or anything yeah, it no, was just about, about the ride you know, they yeah. were literally accusing brer bear and brer um and brer fox of like i don't even know like racism in each other in the ride and i was like that's it was just way out there like i'm like wow this is just getting very wrong so yeah so i i i made that disappear and i was gonna say on my universal i you know i had some very well performing ones on there too but 
some of my Velocicoaster were very good. Like I, I've been averaging over a thousand each on them. And, you know, I did some that 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 worked out. Oh, Universal shared one of my posts again this week, too. Oh, so nice. U, Universal Orlando has shared. I don't even know how many I post now, but a lot. And I just got a request. I don't remember if it's from Universal or CWDW from uh, visit or Kissimmee or visit Orlando.com or whatever it is. One of the bigger travel ones, pretty big around here, too. So I've been getting noticed again. It's it's nice. That's why I always tell people don't get discouraged eventually. Yeah. Eventually things get better. Instagram likes to mess with you. I think. It makes the uh, weak hands give them money for advertisements, which tend not to work. So. Yeah, very good. That's great that Universal is taking. I mean, they love your content so much, which is this, such high quality content that they're sharing it, using it on their marketing channels. That's that's just awesome. Yeah, I always appreciate that. I really, I really have a soft spot in my heart for Universal. So, yeah, I like to. I like that they. Uh, I'm sure they don't follow me or anything, but they see my stuff enough that when something comes across they like, they try to share it. So. All right. That's cool. All right. Anything else, John? No, no. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, you can find me on social media at, uh, at the giant rat T-H-E-E, on Instagram. And that should do it for this week. Stay safe on your adventures.